It's Thursday, August 18th, 2023. And tonight we announce and launch Enoch Adamson's candidacy, candidacy for president in 2024 on the Hermetic Party ticket. His platform will be the same as it was when he ran in 2020 because the issues are largely still the same. Gun control, immigration, race relations, student loan debt, health care. Credit card debt, foreign entanglements, UFO disclosure, etc., etc. But in reviewing our 2020 platform, it was pointed out that Enoch had not addressed the homeless problem. And now we have the Ukrainian war problem, both of which Enoch will now address in Orwellian and historical analogies. We should be reminded that Enoch Adamson is hermetic, and his political philosophy, he believes that the American eagle should have both a right wing and a left wing. If he only had one wing, he would only fly in circles and he'd get nowhere. So tune in and help us make humanity great again. Okay, we're, we're not actually redoing the original show because if you listen to us on Twitter, we've got the original 2020 show, which was broadcast in 1919. We've got that at the top of the list on Twitter. And we're really not going to redo it. We're just kind of, kind of reissuing some of the ideas and, and correcting and bringing in some new some new ideas, new material. Now, let's go over what we did originally in, in, 20, in 2020 or 2019. Now, first was the gun control thing. Now, I want to say this. This morning, I was watching uh, this uh, Fox News morning program called Outnumbered, which with um, with a panel of panel of very, very smart young ladies uh, led by, uh, by Faulkner. And one of the issues they brought up was this gun, gun control thing. And they mentioned that a Chicago criminal group or agitation group, and they, they didn't call it a Black Lives Matter, but it was some, but it was a group that represented that claimed to represent uh, um, the Chicago, the Chicago. Uh, let's don't call it the underworld. Let's call it the uh, uh, the Chicago uh, um, gangbangers, I suppose. Anyway, this group suggested that they would, they were, that they they were they didn't want to be involved the Chicago uh, gangster community in killing children anymore, and so they wanted to have a moratorium on drive-by shootings from 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. And the idea was that if if we restrict the drive-by shootings to later on in the evening, we won't be killing children in in, uh, schoolyards and on front, front porches and whatever. Well, 
of course, people in the Chicago gang, gangster community came out and disavowed this. They said they weren't going to observe it. And and I got to thinking that that our our solution our solution in in uh, in 2020 Enoch Adamson's solution bullet control would really solve the problem. So let's redo that again. We um, we said that guns don't kill people; bullets kill people. And in the case of uh, drive-by shootings, it's nine millimeter pistol ammunition and nine millimeter handguns, which have an effective range of approximately one mile. So when the gangbangers shoot at each other or shoot at somebody on a street corner, that bullet is a is a supersonic bullet and it travels it travels at, at a terrific speed and it can kill a child in a schoolyard or a child or a, a mother uh, in a kitchen uh, a mile away. And this happens all the time. And consequently, our our idea was let's get rid of the nine millimeters, and that'll solve the uh, uh, the civilian uh, collateral damage that the drive-by shooters and, and the gangsters are causing. And now, as far as the um, as the mass shootings are concerned. That's a 223 rifle cartridge issue. And the 223 rifle cartridge was developed uh, for the Armalite rifle or the M16. Uh, and, and this is a high velocity, uh, very, very, it's very small, but it's a high velocity bullet. And it causes tremendous tissue damage when it hits people. It could, in other words, they, they they say about it. You shoot somebody in the leg, and it goes all the way up and 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 does damage inside the inside the abdomen. These things have a terrific kill rate. Now, if we get rid of two two three ammunition, which really has no uh, has no value as in 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 civilian terms, if we get rid of two two three ammunition, we're going to cut down the rate on these mass shootings cut down the death rate and the kill rate considerably. Now, both these ideas of of getting rid of this military ammunition, getting uh, the pistol ammunition in the case of the gangbangers and the 223 ammunition, are, you know, when you look at it reasonably, it's totally impractical. And and But we presented this so you would get an idea of what's really, of, of something that really is horrible that should be done. And we had the same, uh, the same situation exactly with the immigration problem and, and uh, with the racial problem. The way we did this was we said that racism and, and, uh, and illegal immigration are not really the problems. <clears throat> the real problems, from a hermetic perspective, are uh, astrological. 
and what we will do to solve the problems of inequality and and um, and exploitation and all that have been have been presented as racial problems they're really astrological problems what we'll do is we we will start redressing the balance and 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 get not get rid of the fire signs but um but restrict the fire signs so we can have equality and the idea <laughs> we can have equality and and it doesn't matter whether they're they're uh, they're black asiatic or or uh you know, or brown, uh, Hispanic, or whatever they are, it's it's not it's not the race. It's the fire signs. It's these Leos. And we got we 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 have to balance things out. So so the Virgos and 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 the Taurians and, and and the rest of us elemental signs, nativity signs, so we can have a fair shake. So what we're going to do to when we build one, we're going to build the border wall, and we're going to have gates. We're going to have gates all along the border wall, and and these gates will admit uh, different nativity signs. And, of course, the fire signs are really going to be put through it. Yeah, we'll take a few, but they, they, have, to, they have to be really vetted. I mean, we're really going to vet the fire signs. And, and, and you know what? And, and I, we admitted that this was impractical. And and it was satirical, but then we pointed out that satire, satire really, really pictures a problem for you. And so we said, okay, if you don't agree with this on the on the birth sign thing, just uh, look up your birth sign and. Go to the mirror because satire is a mirror. So go to the mirror and look at yourself and wonder whether your your astrology has anything to do with your your racial or your you know your your ethnic origin. And and if everybody would do that, maybe we could maybe we could all learn to get along. Well that was that was the that solved two of those problems, or at least from a satirical point of view. But then we went on to handle the student loan problem. And as we all know, and especially those of us who have been, who have had to take student loans, and I was one of them, uh, we know how, how poorly this program is, is administered. And, um, and so our answer to it is yes, we will. Let the government, because remember, remember, uh, the American eagle has both wings. It has a left wing and it has a right wing. So some of our solutions are going to be are going to be on the left, and some of them will be on the right. And that way, the American eagle can can fly overhead, and 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 we can. Uh, I hate to say it, but this is this is true progress. I don't want to be. I don't want. Say we're progressive, but I will say we we've got both wings. Okay, so our solution to the student loan problem uh, is is a bit a bit left wing. What we're going to do is we're going to forgive the student loans of students that can maintain 
a 3.6 average, and that's an A average. And if you can't maintain that, your, your student loan does not get forgiven. And there's a catch to that, too. We're, going, we're only going to do this in critical, in, in critical fields that we really need. And that's engineers, doctors, uh, nurses, um, and uh, technical fields. And that does not include computer programming because those people have become parasitical on the whole the whole of society. So they are excluded. No more no more favors for uh, favoritism for for computer programmers and lawyers. We got far too many lawyers, and 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 at least half of them are crooked. And so consequently, we're not we're not giving any breaks to uh, to lawyers on this. Uh, and we won't we won't be. Uh, we won't be sponsoring any more lawyers till the, till the present generation of lawyers dies out and thins out. Now, and then, now, we went on to solve the health care problem. And the health care problem we've, is another very simple thing. Everybody, every citizen who works in this country who is employed, self-employed or or corporate or employed by a corporation, everybody will owe $25 a month for health care. And, and, and if every citizen does, and of course, this will exclude uh, their dependents, you know, their, their children under 18, because, because uh, that, that they have to be included in the, uh, you know, in the, um, um, the parents. But the, that the parents, the working parents will pay $25 a month for health care. Now, if everybody in the country, every working uh, citizen in the country did that, this would be a huge amount of money. And oh, and as we said, well, we might have to make it $35 a, uh, a month, but whatever, this, this would solve the problem of having, of having enough money to pay for just about anything. However, to keep the deadbeats and the non-citizens, which of course naturally uh, are, are, are wonderful left-wing liberals, which of course we have to embrace, they would insist on, well, we got to have health care for, for non-citizens. All right, we'll give it to them for one year, providing, providing they become qualify for citizenship during that year. If they don't, then they then they're out and they and they can get sick and they can they can they can die on their own. Now I know that sounds kind of cruel, but that gives them a chance and and they can they can qualify for citizenship. Now that will pretty much solve the uh the healthcare problem. And um then we moved on we moved on to the Credit card debt problem, and this is the problem that uh, hermetically we can solve very easily, and that is, in a sense, borrowing from our borrowing from our Islamic brothers and sisters, who are totally against interest, and interest 
interest is our Judeo-Christian way of doing business. All right. However, if we're going to be true to Judeo-Christian principles and also taking taking a little a little wisdom from our Islamic brothers and sisters, let's cut it down to 10%. Anything over 10% interest, and I'm talking about credit cards, I'm talking about uh, auto loans, I'm talking about any kind any kind of loan, especially especially the credit cards, which are up to these credit cards. Their interest is up to 23% now in some of these credit cards. This is usury. This is racketeering. Now, we used to have in this country back when we when we our left-wing side of our government was was much more honest than it is today. We used to have something uh, a, a crime called uh, called um, loan sharking. That was an actual crime. Now we are going to go back to that, and we're going to have credit cards and everything, mortgages, the whole business, the whole banking industry going to be restricted to ten percent interest on loans. Anything more than that, and you go to jail, or the bank, or the bank closes you. Uh, that's got to be the way it is. And uh, and we're also we're going to write the we're going to write the law. Uh, backing this up so they can't figure out ways to compound it and ways to uh, manipulate it. Straight 10%, anything. Now, if we do that, credit cards will be a lot easier to handle, and people will, and also we suggested just kick this off. Let's have a jubilee year and wipe out everybody's debt. And that's that's also, a jubilee year is also a Judeo-Christian tradition. So, so that was our solution to that. And then, then we had the foreign entanglements. And we, quite frankly, we said that we have been acting as the world police force for well, for, for the past ever since World War II, and the part of the world that the Soviets didn't didn't take over, uh, we we were the world police force, and that uh, and those countries, a lot of them, including some that the uh, that are on the other side, like China, those countries managed to. Um, They managed to increase their economies to the point where they they certainly are capable of defending themselves, especially the Europeans. And yet we ended up we ended up supporting them, and we especially uh, you know we uh, we especially supported the state of Israel, and we and we supported uh, rehabilitating Europe. The Marshall Plan turned into a uh, turned into a huge uh, um, uh, sort of a welfare program for Europe, which they exploited. So we're going to make them them pay 
pay for their own defense and bring our troops home. And of course, with this border situation that we have now in the in the, in the Mexican border and also the Canadian border now, we we need we need our soldiers. We we need our soldiers here at home. Uh, we're being invaded. So that was the answer to that problem. Now we have two problems. Two problems that we did not address in 2020, and we should have, and we're going to address them. We're going to address them in 2024. One of the problems is the homeless problem. Now, in this case, in this case, I'm going to flap my left wing again and say that 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 it, yes, the homeless problem has reached a point where the government is going to have to do something about it. And that's the federal government. And and this is right and fitting because the original impetus, the original cause of the homeless problem was the Reagan administration. During the Reagan administration, which I'm old enough to have remembered, during the Reagan administration, it was determined that our mental institutions in this country were filled with people who could, if properly motivated and properly and properly um, educated and motivated, could actually support themselves. And so, as a result of of the idea, uh, the idea that that our mental institutions were were literally full of gold breaking people, uh, during the Reagan administration, anybody in a mental institution who was capable of going to the bathroom and and properly properly cleaning themselves up after after doing their business was deemed capable of taking care of themselves and was put out on the street. That's what started the homeless situation. And still today, to this day, most of the homeless have mental issues. And and that of course includes drug addiction, which which is which is quite often based on a mental condition. Now, the solution to the homeless situation is, number one, if they are, they are genuinely mentally ill, then, then we should put them back in the institutions where they belong. And if not, then we're going to take a we're going to take a typical new Roosevelt New Deal type solution to the problem. You remember during the New Deal, Roosevelt created the CCC, the Civilian Conservation Corps, and we're going to use we're going to use an Israeli example to take care of these people. The government is going to establish 
and help uh, these homeless people in in communal farms. Now, quite frankly, the kibbutzes in Israel, back before and, and after World War II, the kibbutzes in Israel, they were most most of them were established by Ashkenazic European Ashkenazic Jews that uh, um, that and let's let's face it they 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 a lot of them were Bolsheviks and and the whole kibbutz program was kind of Bolshevik but but then again these days these days we're supposed to love the Bolsheviks we're supposed to look back on history and and make excuses for them and everything and uh, I don't quite like that and I and I don't think Enoch Adamson does either but but on the other hand the kibbutz thing right now is a very very good model for what we ought to do with the homeless let's let the government establish these on federal land let establish these communal farms and have these people and have these people out growing radishes and 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 um, and if they if they want to sing if they want to sing uh um you know they want to sing little uh Bolshevik songs or all, then they can do it uh, and and we can tolerate it but this this way we can give them something to do and and and, and uh i of course i worry frankly i worry that that this will turn into another Bolshevik system that was developed in Russia under Stalin called the gulags. And I don't want these these kibbut, our, our kibbutzes for the homeless to develop into, into a gulag. But I do think it, if it's properly run and supervised, I think it would be a good idea. And Enoch, Enoch is in favor of that, flapping, flapping his, left, the left, his left eagle wing. Um, now that brings us to the problem of um, well, first before we get into that problem, let's review. Let's review our Enoch's uh, solving the uh, solving the uh, apocalyptic problem. We were very much concerned in, in those days. We are very much concerned with uh, being uh, some sort of astronomical event, being hit by a meteor, or uh, and we were very much uh, aware of the, of the discovery that the dinosaurs, of course, were wiped out by a meteor strike 65 million years ago uh, that we researched, and we were told that we were headed for the for this type of disaster. In fact, I even produced a film based on that idea, and uh, uh, we almost we almost had a collision with a uh, with a with, with an asteroid in 2012. We came very very close, and we survived. And but we need. We need, and, and of course Elon Musk knows this, and I, I hope, I hope you, Elon, will listen to our original broadcast, uh, because we suggested that what 
we need, and Enoch Adamson would, if he was president, he would lay the keel for a, for a spaceship to defend the Earth, called the Defender. And we would build, we would build a shipyard on the moon, and then we would power this, this thing, this Defender, would be powered with a, an atomic engine called the Sherwood Drive, which was invented 40 years ago and is now back into consideration. They weren't able to build it 40 years ago. It was called the Rover Project. And then there was another one, another engine, the Orion Drive, was never disproved and could be built, so the Defender was... Either we get the Sherwood Drive working, or uh, or we could we could use the Orion Drive and power the Defender, and all the Defender would then have to do when we have an asteroid heading toward us, heading toward us, would be to go out there, put a team out, and rig uh, atomic demolitions on the asteroid, and blow it out of blow it out of its collision orbit or its collision course. And we need to do this. We need to do this for species survival. And we discussed that, and I and I had um, I had Frater Balthazar on with me, and and he was much more up on the on some of the uh, the current physics, and that was quite a broadcast. So I encourage people, especially those those of you on Twitter, uh, go to our original broadcast. Uh, the 1919 broadcast, which we just reran about two months ago, go listen to that and 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 listen to this idea. And now, now having reviewed that, let's uh, let's talk about this Ukrainian situation. Ukraine keep they keep the. The globalists who don't, who are totally against United States sovereignty, they think they equate United States sovereignty with European nationalism before World War II. As far as they're concerned, it's just as bad. America, America should not um, uh, should not claim to be the land of the free and the home of the brave and all of that. And the greatest country in the world, we don't. We have no right to. We have no right to patriotism, according to the globalists. And yet, at the same time, these same globalists or their media, they're screaming about Ukrainian sovereignty. Ukrainian sovereignty is a myth. The Ukrainians have never, have never owned their own country. They were originally, they were originally part of the Khazar Empire, and the Khazars were a composite Turkish, Mongol, Scythian tribesmen who, frankly, converted to Judaism in about 800 A.D. And then the Rus, the Russian Christians, finally drove them out. 
and they went into Eastern Europe, and they and they were the original founders of the Ashkenazic Judaism in Europe. This is something that the Israelis and 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 the Jewish community have been been trying to been trying to hide for years and years, but now now they they have to admit it. Most most Ashkenazic European Jews uh, have have definitely have traces of of the Khazar of the Khazar in their genetics. Now that was the Ukraine back in medieval times, and quite frankly, after after the uh, Russians drove them out. Kev, Kev was actually the capital of Russia. It was for quite some time. And so they, what was left of the Ukrainians, they've been Russian. They've been very, very deeply connected with Russia uh, for the past couple thousand years. And the Crimea has been Russian all along. And it's still Russian. And the solution to this whole U- Ukrainian mess is really very simple. Everywhere in the Ukraine, including Crimea, that is primarily Russian, people people speak Russian and they and they're ethnically Russian. That should be Russian. And the Russians are entitled to it; they should have it, and that should be Russian. And then those people who consider themselves uh, not to be Russians and who really consider themselves Ukrainians, they can they can have they can have a sovereign, their own sovereignty, and and that would be simple. And actually, that solution could have been executed some time back, about two years ago. We could have had that solution to the problem, and we wouldn't have this mess, this Orwellian this Orwellian mess right now. And by the way, when I say it's Orwellian, if you remember, remember 1984, war is peace. They divided the whole world up into, into different, uh, different little sovereign enclaves, and they all fought each other back and forth. And uh, one, one month, Eurasia would be, would be fighting Oceania, and the next month, Oceania would be uh, Oceania would be allied with Europa, and and they kept fighting each other back and forth. And the reason why was, according to Orwell, and according uh, and according to President Eisenhower, the American, the American um, general who led our European invasion in World War II, and according to Orwell and Eisenhower. The military-industrial complex was necessary to support to support tyranny. We had to have it, so we had to have war. Now, we also had back uh, back in the 1950s, we had a big conference of all these people that think they run the world. They had a big conference they called the Iron Mountain Conference, and they were trying to they were trying to find out what are we going to do when the Cold War is over, because they knew that that both the United States and Russia 
uh, and the Soviet Union. We had to have this Cold War that we had to support our economy. So what are we going to do when we finally get rid of it? Well, one solution, of course, was was to have a space program. So we did. But you remember what happened when Obama came in. That was the end of the American space program. They like to blame it on the Challenger accident, but that 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 was no reason to cancel the space program. The Russians, by the way, had much worse accidents than the Challenger, and they didn't cancel their space program. So when we um, uh, when Obama came in, uh, that was one of the things he did. He wanted to do it: get rid of the space program. And what we need to do right now is bring the space program back. We need to bring it back in a big way, and uh, to save save the human race and 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 uh, also support the economy. The space program is wonderful for engineers and technical people, and and uh, and it is it really is supportive. So uh, these are things that Enoch Adamson will recommend uh, when he gets back in when if he gets in office in, in 2024. Now, I would like to recommend to all of you, especially those of you on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, then go to uh, go to uh, our Hermetic Hour website. That's uh, that's Blog Talk Radio, um, the Hermetic Hour, and you will find you will find Enoch Adamson for president in the stack in the stack there and review it. Review it, especially review it because you will want to listen uh, uh, to Max and I talk about the space program. I especially, if Elon Musk happens to listen to this, I really want you to go back and, uh, Elon, I really want you to go back and, and listen to the original broadcast because we, we talk a lot about the Sherwood Drive and a lot about the Orion and, and and I, I really, really want you, I, I'm asking, I'm asking you for your opinion of it, and and uh, and we're all for. It. By the way, Elon Musk is an old technocrat from a technocrat family, and the technocrats were were the uh, the the people, the, the engineers that that wanted that wanted to control energy back in the 1930s. And that's that's a program. We've actually had programs on the Hermetic Hour about the technocrats. Now, anyway, this about wraps it up for tonight, and that gives you an introduction to to our Enoch Adamson for president again, and refers you back to our original broadcast, which re, which broadcast in in uh, in October of of 1919 uh, concerning the 2020 election. And so I would like to encourage you to go on pokerunion.com, that's our bookstore, and get a copy of Enoch Adamson's book. Uh, and that's um, 
Adams's Quest and Shamgar the Purple Dragon. And we got it on sale, actually, so it's a bargain. So go on, uh, go on pokerunion.com, and and while you're there, take a look at the second edition of Solomon's Magic, which which is our latest publication. And next week, next week, we'll be back with another live show. I'm writing my autobiography, and we'll be back with another another live show uh, regarding where I interview myself, because I decided at one point that maybe we ought to fictionalize my autobiography, because uh, there are you know, there are a lot of things in my autobiography that are very sensitive. And so we decided, at one point, we decided to fictionalize it. So I thought the best way to do it was for me, uh, as a writer, uh, as a writer, to interview myself as a magician. Now, we've, since then, we're debating whether to continue with that. But, but the original introductions that way makes a very, very interesting broadcast. And so we'll see you next week. And look forward to that. Meanwhile, good magic and God is blessed. Good night.